Welcome aboard, TTA travelers. Whether you're a humanoid, a robot, or an alien passenger, we hope you enjoy your trip along Tomorrowland Transit Authority's Super Skyway. At Volcania, we have tapped the ebb and flow of the tides to produce clean and efficient electric power. Hey, if they need water, they can move to Hakuna Matata Village. With laughs and tears and footlights all aglow, the sparks ignite. Ha! A brand new show. W Radio. Your information station. Hello and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 125 for the week of June 28th, 2009. Thank you for tuning in once again. I'm going to answer more of your emails this week, including questions about going to Walt Disney World alone, resort hopping, streetmosphere, and more. With the summer heat in full swing, it's only appropriate that this week we look at the top 10 places to get wet in Walt Disney World to help you and your kids find some of the best places to stay cool and have fun. Listen for more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. As promised, and I never break a promise, I'm going to be answering more of your emails as quickly as I can, and thank you all sincerely once again for your patience as I wrestle with the inbox. And uh, wrestling with me and back in my corner once again is my favorite travel agent. Actually, she's my only travel agent. The woman who wines and dines me all in the name of research at the California Grill, the brains and the beauty behind MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, the lovely Ms. Becky Mankin. Oh, what a sweet introduction. You do so well on those. Might have to, you know, send you some more. (laughs) (laughs) Send me more or keep taking me out to dinner. Hey, you know, again, we're going to have to schedule that whole California Grill thing. I'm on it. True. And and actually, you know what? Speaking of thanks, and I'm I'm thanking you in advance for all the other dinners I'm going to convince you to buy me in the name of the show. I I have to give you big thanks again now that you're sort of semi here in person uh, for me and on behalf of all the listeners for the tickets for The Little Mermaid and The Lion King on Broadway. Uh, I heard from everybody, and it was an amazing experience. I only wish that I... I wish, Actually, it would have been cool if both of us could have yeah. been up there to join everybody, but uh, they were incredible seats, amazing performances, great... Ex- everybody just had such a good time, so I want to thank you again for, uh, for securing those and, and getting those for us. Oh, you're very welcome. It was my pleasure. I, I certainly wish I would have been there as well. I'm just happy that, that everybody had a magical time. It sounds like it was a wonderful experience. Well, once again, Becky, I thank you and the listeners thank you. It was a, it was a fun contest. It was a great prize. And now we have to get working on the free WDW Radio Cruise. Excellent. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are going to be pretty excited about that. So I'll, I'll get right to work on that too, right after I make the reservation for California Girl. Yeah, it seems to come up a lot during the live broadcast that I do. Uh, when I do the live yeah. video things, the, the subject of free cruise comes up and invariably your name gets mentioned right after that. 
Nevertheless, Ed Klimzak has a, a, a different question, not about food. So here you go. He says, Lou, I travel to Disney a lot and usually alone. I'm divorced and my kids are teens, so I can't take them out of school too often. Is there a site or a place at Walt Disney World where you can meet people by email or whatever just to find somebody to have dinner with, etc.? Just dinner, drinks, maybe seeing the parks. I love going to Germany, for example, to sit at those big tables and meeting people from around the country. And I think this is a great, great question because, Ed, you are not literally and figuratively, you are not alone. Yeah, I totally agree. There's one of the wonderful things about the Disney community is that uh, meeting others that have uh, the the like passion for this thing that, that we love so much. And um, there's so many wonderful online communities out there that you can get involved with and meet people like lose discussion boards, for instance, um, to see when other people are going to, to visit Disney World so you can all go together. Many of them go uh, to Disney as solo travelers as well. So look for the community events, trips that are scheduled where those communities go together. Um, many of the communities plan specific times of the year where members can travel together and, and enjoy the parks and do meets. Um, a lot of what you're doing, Lou, where you do the, the monthly meets down there, that's a great opportunity to bring people together and, and uh, let them meet each other face-to-face. And, and, of course, I'm going to take the opportunity to plug that we've also got um, an event that we do in December that we're doing the Mouse Foundry Union. It's a great time to go down because you have other faces and um, <clears throat> excuse me, a few places and events to meet with other people. No pressure, just new friends and lots of fun. So a lot of those opportunities are out there. Exactly. And that's one of the things that was, it's a great byproduct of like when I, so for example, when I do my monthly meets, you don't need to RSVP. It doesn't cost you anything other than if it's in the park, admission to the park. Mm-hmm. And what I see happening all the time is that we hang out there for an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is. I see people making new friends and sometimes going off together to ride an attraction, whatever it is, or all of us as a group say, hey, okay, we're done here. Let's go get something to eat. Let's go ride tower of terror let's go see the great movie ride let's go watch a parade whatever it is and those friendships form instantly and whether it's a long-term friendship or just somebody to hang out with and have a good time at at that park for that day or whatever it is for that day or for that weekend that's that's a great thing that happens as a result of it because again you're around like-minded like passionate people um and Mm -hmm. it's very very easy for that to happen so yeah, absolutely. And again, this is one of the reasons why I do what I do. It's because meeting the great people and, and getting together and doing these group events and, and seeing each other face to face, I have forged so many wonderful, dear friendships that um, that I wouldn't trade for the world. Absolutely. I, I, I agree a thousand percent. So, Ed, definitely pay attention to, like Becky said, the forums, the show, and or even go on the forums and say, hey, I'm Ed, I'm yeah. going down, I'm going to be down there. Anybody else want to meet up? You know, I've made an ADR for four people at Mama Melrose's. Anybody want to get together for lunch or anybody want to get together and ride a ride? You'd be very surprised how many people would want to get up and, and meet you or maybe in the same position and say, hey, I'm going down solo too. Or my husband's in a conference or, you know, my kids are going to be off. Lots of opportunities. So, Absolutely. All right. Moving on. Next question says, hey, Lou, great job on the show. In ev- Listen, everyone a masterpiece. David Richmond from Virginia, <laughs> my new best friend. Wow. quick question for you many times I've heard you talk about going to visit resorts besides the one you may be staying at if you take your own car to another resort is there a problem parking if you're just going to look around and see all the resort has to offer I've gone to other resorts when I had dinner reservations and they seem to check at the gate that you're there for a legitimate reason 
checking against a list of some kind, but what do you tell them if all you're doing is taking in the, the site? Do they let you just park there, or do you have to take Disney transportation and not your own car? Thanks for all the great shows. Dave from... Dave... Again, see, is it David Richmond or David from Richmond, Virginia? I don't know. But either way, <laughs> it's David. And, and Dave, the answer is very simple. Um, you just got to throw around the Becky Mankin name. And if that doesn't work, oh, just say you're Tim Foster and you're in. <laughs> there you go. Tim's will probably work better to get you past the gates. Top but 10 lines resort- to get past the security guards at the gate. <laughs> you know what? You don't need a line. It, it's honestly not that difficult. No. No, you're so right. Resort hopping is a great activity at Disney. As a matter of fact, they encourage you to take a look at the other resorts and partake in in the restaurants that are are located at each of the resorts. Um, When you pull in, just have your parking pass if you're staying on property and, of course, your room key or your photo identification. You should have no problems going in and and checking out the resort, of course. But they're trying to avoid by asking you all the questions is they don't want people parking there for any amount of time, which might cause an inconvenience for resort guests who are actually staying there. So just be sure you park there while you're visiting that resort, dining in the restaurants, etc. But it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, and then they're trying to avoid, you know, everybody parking at the Polynesian to be like, oh, I'm just going to look around and if I happen to fall onto the monorail and stay at the Magic Kingdom all day <laughs> by accident. that That's, you know, pretty much <clears throat> pulling up Becky Mankin. Um, hey! <laughs> just seeing if you're paying attention. Just seeing so, but yeah, you should have no problem. Um, and, you know, unless, of course, maybe there's like a, a big event going on or, or whatnot, but... yeah. Um, All right, next question is from Laura from Michigan who says, Lou, I emailed you last month about boat rights, and she's still so sad. And I have another food question for you. I love crab legs, and I can't seem to find them anywhere except, of course, Fulton's Crab House. I love Fulton's, but was hoping to find them somewhere else on property as well. I've looked around, but can't seem to find any other restaurants that serve them. Do you know of any? Thanks for the great show. P.S. I'm so jealous of your move. Um, I mean, that Fulton's would obviously be the first place that I would suggest for that. And if you've ever been to Fulton's, they've got a huge refrigerator with like monstrous, gargantuan, dinosaur-sized crab legs <laughs> in there. But Becky, does uh, does Coral Reef still serve crab legs? You know, um, I'm thinking that they used to. I know that they used to, but I remember hearing that they removed them from the menu. So uh, that might be worth taking a look to see if, if they've returned, magically returned back to the Coral Reef menu. But um, as of the last time that I was there, with just was early, or excuse me, mid-March, um, they were not on the menu at that point. I, I'm thinking might, if there's any other locations... Food. Yeah, uh, the, the other one, you know what the um, what's his name? Todd English's place, Blue Zoo, over at the Dolphin. Yeah, Blue Zoo. Uh, they're they're pretty much seafood focused. I haven't seen a menu for a while, but that might be worth looking at. Yeah, I was thinking. I don't think Flying Fish has them. Um, yeah, yeah. And listen, Laura, if you're just looking for somebody to go to Fulton's with you, I- I'm raising my <laughs> hand. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. We'll get Becky to pay, and I'll join you for crab legs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Only if I get to go, and there's chocolate something involved. I'm and, sure yeah. we can we can work that out. So um, <laughs> the next email, oh, it comes from Jesse Biseglia, who wrote one of the, um, he wrote his own version of a, of a WDW radio song. I'll have to play that again. Jesse did an awesome job out of nowhere. Anyway, see, and, and here you go. He goes, WDW radio songwriting extraordinaire here with a question. Thanks for playing both my songs on episode 100. I'm going to Walt Disney World in the last week of August for my honeymoon. Congratulations, Jesse. I saw that the buy three, get two nights promotion was extended through August 15th. 
I really don't want to go mid-August due to the crowds. Do you think it might be worth my while putting off my booking in desperate hopes that it might be extended again? I just thought Disney might want that promotion going as the slower late August season arrives. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. Best regards, Jesse. Well, um, <laughs> congratulations, by the way. Uh, wonderful honeymoon uh, option here. The best deal right now that's happening for August is free dining. That is is still out right now. It's supposed to uh, to expire near the end of June, but who knows? That might be extended. But the, the free dining promotion is, is right now going to be most likely your best bet. Okay, moving on to the next question. It says, hey, Lou, love the WDW radio show. I've been listening to you since the old days, and you always deliver the Disney info I'm looking for. You, you're going to like this. And Becky, of course. She knows how to suck up to Becky. All right. <laughs> so now I have a few things to ask you that I haven't figured out. A few weeks ago, some kids in my middle school went on a trip with a local choir to Walt Disney World. My social studies teach, teacher, teacher, specifically asked one of them to get an autograph from Mickey Mouse himself. Upon returning, since she couldn't find Mickey, the student gave the teacher a piece of paper reading to my biggest fan, David, and a name that appears to be something along the lines of Dorma Normandy. Nobody in my class, or grade for that matter, can figure out who this is. Is it a Streetmosphere character or something? Have you ever heard from her? Thanks for all you do. Hale McSharry from Greenwich, Connecticut. And uh, Hale, I actually know exactly who you're talking about because uh, one of my daily Disney Diary videos from a month or two ago had uh, in Dorma Nesmond. And she's over, like you said, she's a street mystery character over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Obviously, the name is a play on Norma Desmond, the, the famous Hollywood actress. Uh, she is very, very, very funny. Um, must have an incredible way to deal with the heat because she wears this giant red deep dark velvet costume and has a very sort of pale face very very oh. very very funny yes yes that's who she is okay i was trying to place it yes cool. she um, she will not give you very much attention because she is the star of the show and she will make sure that you and everyone around knows that but um but yeah <laughs> she, she's wearing velvet in the summer so uh that's who it is and again i think it's like my my daily disney diary from mid-April somewhere. She's right there at the very beginning when I'm over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So now you can put a face and a voice uh, and a wonderful actress to your um, to your autograph. So there you go. And Becky, your silence is deafening, so we will move on to the next question, which says, Hey, Lou, I have a question about the new tree houses. You mentioned in your videos that it is a DVC resort. Does that mean that you have to be a DVC member to stay there, or can anybody book the resort? I never had a chance to see the old tree houses, and these look absolutely incredible. We want to save and stay there if possible. Thanks. Take care. Once again, from WDW, Donna. Yeah, it's really great. The tree houses are wonderful from what I hear. Uh, they just opened recently and uh, are um, uh, open to anybody. So you can actually book it with your travel planner. You can uh, package it together in one of the uh, the Disney World uh uh, Magic Your Way packages as well, so they are open to anybody. And and I have to say, as as having been able to go through them, having stayed there as a kid when they were the old version of the tree houses, I can't recommend them enough. You know, I talk about places like Wilderness Lodge or Animal Kingdom Lodge or some of the other resort hotels as being an incredibly immersive experience. I think the tree houses take that to a whole nother level because as soon as you sort of pull in, you've got this canopy of trees over you. Um, it, it's somewhat secluded. You so do not get the feeling that you are in Central Florida. 
Um, the tree houses are so unique. You've got so many great amenities, not to mention the flat panel TVs, but a lot of room in there as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, Donna, I, I definitely, definitely recommend staying there. And when you're done there, go yeah. check out the views from Bay Lake Towers. Oh, nice. <laughs> the, the tree houses, of course, are great, especially for families because it does accommodate nine guests, I believe, and it has three bedrooms in there. And then all the amenities that you were talking about, like the the, um, the kitchen, the full kitchen, washer and dryer. Um, and of course, the, yeah, the flat panel is a good one. And you still <laughs> feel like you are the only people there. You know, the, even though another tree house might be 30 yards away, you feel like you are in the middle of this forest and it's just so quiet and so secluded um really really a, a nice nice experience there so gotta stay i have to stay i have to uh, get mom and dad on yeah. board yeah and go stay just like the there you one. go so but more importantly we need to get back to a food question so uh <laughs> the niece family all of the, the entire niece family collectively says hey lou my family and i have a question i hope you can answer if on the disney dining plan do you get the same menu as people that are not Hope you have the answer or can find it. Thanks, the niece family. And that's a great question because many times when you sit down at a restaurant, the first question that your server asks you is, are you on the dining plan? So people might often right. assume, are you going to get some sort of a different menu? Right. This uh, Typically, you can order from the, the regular menu at most restaurants. For example, um, when you do the, the regular dining plan, your table service that you get one per person per night includes uh, either the full buffet, if you're going to a buffet, and your non-alcoholic beverage, <clears throat> excuse me, or um, entree off of the regular menu, beverage, and, of course, your dessert. If, uh, if dessert is being served, obviously, not at breakfast. But, yeah, you can order from the, uh, from the regular menu. Yeah, great question, though. Excellent question. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving Absolutely. on. It says, hey, Lou, hypothetically speaking, which means I'm going to try and see if I can do this. I just don't want to commit to it. If somebody was flying into <laughs> Orlando for the day to enjoy a free birthday in their park of choice, what is the closest destination on property that a taxi could drop you off and the WDW transportation could do the rest? I'm thinking every dollar saved on cab fare is an extra dollar towards a Mickey bar. Love the show. Can't wait for your audio guide to Tomorrowland. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I love this question because somehow we went from a Disney podcast to an SAT question. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So from the airport, right? That's what he said? Right. He wants to know the what closest the destination closest? that a taxi can drop you off and the WDW transportation can do the rest. Okay, so if I were... Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're fumbling for the answer because I, 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 have the, I have the perfect answer. See, I'm, I'm thinking Downtown Disney or I'm thinking so Pop Century because, oh, you know, they're God. coming in on 417. Have you, even, have you ever even been to Walt Disney World? <laughs> Apparently, you need to take me. <laughs> Research trip. No, uh, uh, coming in from the listen, airport, right? L- listen, he... Wa- See, you did not do Magical well. And you, you totally <laughs> blew your SATs, didn't you? He's flying into Orlando. He wants to enjoy right. a free birthday in the park of his choice. So he wants to get right. to the park as quickly as possible. The closest destination on property that a taxi could drop you off. Right? And then if, nece- <laughs> if necessary, WDW Transportation can do the rest. A taxi can drop you off right in the front of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Right at the park gate. They can also do the same. They can also do the same at Disney's Animal Kingdom. 
Okay, so basically, if I, I needed to actually take the whole taxi out of the question that said that it was the taxi would drop you off. Okay, I get it. All and right, I you're right. Epcot, I think it actually in Epcot, <laughs> it'll drop if they can. I wonder how close. I think the taxis can get right up by kind of where the um, where the tram drop off might be at that. So right. from distance from cab door to attraction, that might be the you're closest. Right. Because if you yeah, haul see, I was straight confusing. line to Spaceship Earth, that might be it. Yep, you're right. Because I'm I'm looking at uh, I was trying to incorporate the WDW transportation, of course. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, my, my dad right is so the... proud that his three years of paying for law school <laughs> paid off in this question. There you go. The logic. There you go, Dad. Um, the logic paid off. I, I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> 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 well, just wait till the next one then. Yeah, don't, don't you have another question there? I do. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, you're mentioned by name. You're mentioned by name. Because it says, hey, Lou, Uh-oh. and possibly Becky. She doesn't get as many shout-outs as she deserves. So, hey, Becky. There you go. I love uh, this person. I figured you okay, wouldn't. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to get this out of the way. I'm a huge WDW radio show fan. It brightens my Mondays. That, that, that right there uh-huh. makes all the 3 a.m. nights worthwhile. Moving on. I'm a senior in high school. I've gone to Disney World about every spring break since I was seven. Awesome. I'm about to head off to college in the fall. Naturally, I've been thinking about my future lately, and we're starting to think about majors. It's very serious. I wanted to become an Imagineer for quite some time, and was wondering what majors should an Imagineer hopeful choose. I've become interested in architecture, but could definitely see myself working as a show writer as well. So, sorry this is turning into a two-parter, but you're no stranger to those. Hey, uh, <laughs> I was also wondering what types of Imagineers are out there. Thanks a lot. And that comes from Matt Schroeder. And Matt, <laughs> I, you know, I, I get and I got this question a lot in the past. And I never really knew how to answer because I went to law school and not Imagineer school. Um, so I, I did a segment back in October on show number 89 called How to Be an Imagineer. And I had the first of a number of Imagineers that I've, I've had on and will continue to have on the show. His name was Ed Romeo. And what I wanted to do was have him tell his story about his journey, about how he started in Imagineering and, and sort of the path that he took. Uh, and other people have come on as well. Artists have been on before. Animators have been on before. Because the important thing to recognize and realize is to both parts of your question there is no proper path to choose. There is no proper discipline or major to focus on. Do what you love because there are so many different avenues and so many different disciplines in Imagineering that you can be a mechanical engineer. You could be a mathematician, much like Becky. And <laughs> and there's a place for Dang. you there. You can be a writer and become a show writer. Other people have started off, you know, slinging ice cream and worked their way. Right. Look, Tony Baxter, Jason Sorrell... They worked in the parks and they got there. Um, but, you know, if so, if architecture is, is your thing, then that might be the path that you choose to get to Imagineering and start building up a portfolio and contacting Imagineering and looking for job openings, looking for internships as well. But um, Ed, back in, again, that's, that's show 89. I'll put the link in the show notes for October 19th, 2008. Uh, does a great job of really talking about first-hand experience and, and sort of some practical advice for those of you who may be thinking about or wishing to become an Imagineer. 
Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things about the Walt Disney Company as a whole is that there are so many avenues that you can take in the company and so many um, different types of, of career paths that you can take. And many of them lead to Imagineering. And like you said, there are so many people who, who started um, at, at the ground floor and built into what became their, their dream job and their passion, which is you know a wonderful way to, uh, to earn a living. But obviously, you have to be able to answer the previous question without fumbling through it like <laughs> <Right>. I did. <laughs> that question's actually on the Imagineering entrance exam. That's where I pulled it from. <laughs> and that's why I'm not an Imagineer, apparently. <laughs> so, but that, uh, that's actually going to do it for this week's email section. A little bit shorter than, than some of our last ones that run up into an hour. Um, but Becky, I'm going to give you time to think about your outro because you know what? I'm going to throw you another curveball. Oh, no. <laughs> I just thought of it. This is just sort of the random question to end the email segment. Okay. All right. You're in a park and you've got one snack that you can get before you leave, before you go home. That's that one snack that you that you can have when you go to the park. So the last snack that you can possibly have. What is it? Inside a theme park. Well, contrary to popular belief, it's not a bottle of maple syrup. Um, <laughs> I, you know, oh my gosh, that's hard. If all right, if I had to come up with something really fast off the top of my head, the first thing I think of is a Mickey bar, Mickey head ice cream bar. Mickey head. <laughs> what? All right, it's a little bit of a cop out answer, but I'll take it nonetheless. I I like them. <laughs> it's all right. I've uh, I, I just yours. Co- popcorn or you call mine a cop out or answer? the chocolate peanut butter cookie that you can get it's pre-packaged in the store oh you can get them in, in all the different stores have them even in the resorts they're like three bucks they're phenomenal and i'm sure incredibly healthy for you um but yeah there's something about the popcorn on main street uh, I, if i it's a must have and I've, or, tweet, I've tweeted that question out because i'm always curious to see what people respond to and it's it's funny i get more responses about the food questions than anything else yeah, but, but there's just so much to talk about. <laughs> All right, you get another choice, real quick. Okay. Your, your mom uh-huh. turned her back for a second. You can run. You can get one more snack. What is it? Cinnamon roll. From, <laughs> from the Main Street Bakery. From the bakery. Oh man, you you walk past there and you smell those the cinnamon. It, oh. All right, I'm hungry now. I, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I do as well. But uh, as always, Becky, thanks so much for. Uh, for taking the time and bringing your 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 travel expertise, not so much on the math side, but um, for I for... am never going to live this down, am <laughs> never, I? This one's going to stick around for a long, long time. Definitely, but um, yep. as always, uh, for any of your travel-related questions, for a free quote, anything else, you can contact Becky and her team of wonderful, talented agents over at MouseFanTravel.com. Becky, as always, thank you again. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me in a tip of my hat to Tutu Italia. Ciao, and have a magical day, Lou. Nice. nice. Did you say a magical deluge? I don't know. I said a magical day, Lou. Oh, you must articulate. Like the scene from Willy Wonka so... in the chocolate factory. <laughs> I can't do math. I can't articulate. I'm in a lot of trouble today, aren't I? I... <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye.
Think about Walt Disney World. When I say those three magical words, what comes to mind? For everybody, it's different, and it ranges probably from images of Cinderella Castle to children laughing on Dumbo to pirates to princesses. For my next guest, it probably involves funnel cake, but but what happens when I say Walt Disney World in the summer? The image changes a little bit, doesn't it? You may think of, of longer lines, but chances are images of blistering heat and desert-like winds and experiencing what standing on the surface of the sun might feel like, you probably get the idea. So when it came time to do our next top 10, it only made sense as the summer gets into full swing to look at not the best places to cool off and stop thinking about the Carousel of Progress as a good place for a nap, but instead the best places to get wet. And joining me is a man who who just last week convinced a group of grown men to get wet in the waning moments of extra magic hours at the Magic Kingdom. Tim, Australian for beers, mate, Foster. I got a million of them, and, and most of which you gave to me. Oh, I'm so sorry I did that. <laughs> you guys are babies. It, was, it wasn't that wet. It was... We'll get to that, because it was... I'm, I'm sure this is a story for later. <laughs> it was very wet, but, um, you know, like I said, Tim, we were talking about going to Disney in, in the summer, and sometimes a little AC and a little air conditioning may be welcome, but it mm-hmm. might just not cool you down enough. So, you know, you're hot, you're tired, you need that something to really give you a second win. And I know for you, it involves cream spinach to go, but for most guests... It involves cooling down with a little H2O. Cream spinach is a hot dish. That (laughs) doesn't work. (laughs) Well, you carry it in your thermos next to your new camera bag, so (laughs) so I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about my camera bag. I know. So um, Messenger bag. (laughs) Man purse. We're going to (laughs) try and and not do what we did on our last top 400 and name every single place to get wet in Walt Disney World, but we're going to get 10-ish or so. And obviously, there's a lot of overlap. Uh, There's going to be a lot of overlap because I think for a lot of people, certain things come to mind right off the bat, and um, some may involve attractions, some may not. So we're not going to restrict it either to just the theme parks because there's plenty of places outside the theme parks, but I think there might be a couple I know on my list that maybe you wouldn't think about inside the theme parks to, to get wet as well. Hmm. So being, being the courteous gentleman as, that I am, uh, and because I'm just curious to see what you'd mention first, I will let you go first and mention uh, number one or five, whatever it is on your list. I'm going to put five into one here. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm glad you didn't put a lot of restrictions on me that knocked out half my list before I ever got started, which is great. So uh, let's see. I'm going to take us over to Epcot. And... Um, as you're tooling around Epcot in those, what do you say, 110-degree desert winds that you experience at Walt Disney World? Yeah, pretty. but it's not the heat. It's the humidity. So Exactly. Um, the one thing that Epcot has that is very, very cool are the misting stations. In particular, the Cool Wash Station by Test Track, which is much fun and a great place to get wet. But I will say my favorite misting station in Epcot is not something you would traditionally think of as a misting station but it is the World Fellowship Fountain and 
here's what you do. You go over there, um, try and catch it when there's a show going on, and if you stand downwind and if it's hot, you do get it, that nice cool mist of, of water to cool you off on a nice hot day. And you get to enjoy a wonderful, spectacular show in the meantime. And again, it's not a traditional misting station in the traditional sense of the word, but I think it's the biggest, baddest one there. How can I be so conflicted on your first one? <laughs> how can I love what it? Conflicted? How can I love it and and not so much what? love it? Because number one, bravo for going totally against what everybody thought was going to be the first thing you mentioned. Going over to Epcot, where people say there's nowhere to get wet in Epcot. Oh, there's lots of places to get wet in Epcot. <laughs> but then pulling that one out, you threw in, you did a loo, you, you threw in the cool wash station, you threw in a couple other places here and there. Big props <laughs> on the correct name of the fountain. Somebody's been reading their trivia books or writing books of their own. Um, but, and I agree with you on all of them, but I'm happy to say that while I sort of kept Epcot as my mini ace in the hole, the things that I had thought about were not what you what you discussed. So we'll say that I didn't knock any off your list. Absolutely, See, but I will. That's so I will the kind of nice guy I am. I'll adjust. I'll rearrange the list as we go along. Again, there there is no particular order here, uh, but I agree that there are places to get wet in Epcot, and it's not on the Maelstrom because you're you're not going to get wet, or you shouldn't get wet on the Maelstrom anyway. Uh, uh, more on that to come. Yeah. Well. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought about something a little bit different, and. Um, Believe it or not, the, one of the things I thought about is not necessarily the, the traditional way to get wet, but on the second level of the Imagination Pavilion, where you exit out from the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience uh, film, there are the jumping fountains up there, which I think are awesome. And invariably, kids and <clears throat> some people who are not quite kids will stand up on the, um, on the risers, on the planters, and, and hit, the, hit the jumping fountains with, with their hands or their face, as the case may be. Um, and no short jokes about me not being able to reach the fountains. I've tried it, and I certainly can. Um, that's one way, if you want to just kind of have some fun splashing each other with some water from the jumping fountains. But there's also, on the walkway to World Showcase from Future World, there's the small, soft jumping play area for kids. There's also one in downtown Disney um, with the shooting fountains up from the ground. Did I see you there? It wasn't me. I was there. I mean, I was there for the kids. I have photos. I was there for the kids. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I think Tim. A lot of people, when you think about getting wet in the parks, Epcot is probably the last one on the list because you can get wet in all parks. And I will make sure when I go through my honorable many mentions later on, I will mention. A oh, I'm of... sure you'll hit them all. <laughs> I'm sure, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, for my next one, this is this is uh, kind of a. Not a cheap, this is a minor one, relatively speaking, but, but I wanted to get it out there. And it is in Epcot, and so we're going to stay in the park for at least one more on my list. And this is, this is actually a go-back-in-time one, so it's kind of cheating in that you can't do this today. So that's why I held it for early in my list, because we'll get to the big ones later on. But it's uh, the Ice Station Cool attraction, which is now called Club Cool, of course. Um, it was cool. For those of you who remember, unlike the way it is today, originally you went in and you were in a blizzard when you went, went in. Now, of course, it was obviously a wonderful way to cool off, which is a whole other, a whole other top ten. But the one thing I remember that got me all the time was the snow that got you. And 
a lot of times when you get wet, it's neat, especially when it's hot. That was one place where it was so cold in there, getting wet was kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say aggravating, but it was, how much more can they pile on me because it's so cold? But, but it was really neat. It was a very much overlooked uh, attraction in Epcot. It was one I actually saw many, many times and never really went into it, not sure what it was, uh, you know, and finally went in and realized uh, how cool it was and how refreshing it was. As, uh, as those who remember Refreshus Maximus, the uh, caveman you saw down there, surely agree with you since he's been stuck in that snowbank forever and ever and ever. Um, of course, now the only way to get wet in there is if you, you know, have your friend try a sip of Beverly without telling him what it is and then have him throw it in your face in disgust. But Hey, uh, Beverly gets a bad rap. I don't let you know. I think Beverly gets a bad rap. It does, but it's still fun to spring on people, so... Again, there's Tim watermelon's Foster. my favorite though. Tim Foster being mean to the kids. Well, hey kids, come here. I wasn't no, uh, that. Well, hey, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking kids. I was thinking your, your, uh, you know, top ten buddy that you might have hanging around with you. Oh, so the cruelty has now expanded. You've extended the cruelty to to be basically anyone of any age. Well, anticipating the story that you're going to tell any minute now, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> Fess up to being evil as much as I can. I'm going to keep that. I'll keep that story um, <laughs> until we get to the appropriate attraction, and I think we all okay. know where we're going there. <laughs> but um, but I have been tasked with making sure we don't. We're going to talk about that one probably last. Um, yes. But what I will do is I'll, is I'll talk about one of the other big ones, um, and it, it's obviously one of the more obvious ones. It's over in Disney's Animal Kingdom, and it is Cali River Rapids, and. Um, I think saying that you will get wet there is a bit of a misnomer because, <laughs> yes, you will get wet, but as the sign says, you may and you probably will get soaked. And when I say soaked, I mean pick yourself up, dip yourself in the pool, fully clothed, come back out. That's how wet you get on Cali River Rapids. Bathtub on your head wet. Like wet <laughs> all the way through you know, underwear, socks, or bring a change of clothes with you because if the if the waterfall and the rapids don't get you, the people who are standing like Tim Foster because he's too scared to ride anyway, up on the bridge <laughs> shooting water at you through the elephants, they're going to make sure you get wet too. I'm not scared. I just have my camera and I don't want it to get wet. Yeah, and, and although... But I don't trust the compartment. <laughs> right. I, I will say that there are plastic pouches um, in there, but I would not bring... You know your your thirteen dollar ninety five cent camera on there because chances are that too will get soaked. So yes. either keep it with somebody uh, outside the attraction, wrap it up in a Ziploc bag, put it in some sort of other protective thing. Because again, emphasizing soaked, not wet uh, on this ride. It's funny though because I uh, one of the first times I went on Cali River Rapids. You well, see now that that's surprising because I was that just I went on Cali River assumption. Rapids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full of surprises. I'm so um, <laughs> now it was it was it was funny because the thing about Cali River Rapids as opposed to I'm suspecting just about everything we're going to talk about here is it is a totally random uh, experience whether you get uh, mildly wet or soaked to the bone. And the first time I was on it, it was early in the morning, and I I will say I pretty much got out unscathed. I, I maybe got a little splashed here and there. And that was about it. But the line was pretty much non-existent. So we got the benefit of, let's go around one more time. And they let us stay on. 
And yeah, the waterfall got me. And like I said, it was like bathtub over your head, soaking wet. Right. Don't and, bother with the ponchos because it's going to do no, little and, to no good if you get caught under the. And I will say, if if you can avoid wearing socks too, <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea because walking around in wet socks for the rest of the day is not a pleasant experience if you don't like the whole you know blister thing. Yeah, my, my suggestion for Cali River Rapids is either. You ride it first thing in the morning, and in the middle of the summer, you'll dry off pretty quickly after about an hour or so, or ride it at the very, very end of the day, right before you're about to go back to your room, because like you said, you don't want to be walking around all day or all night in wet clothes, wet socks, or option three, bring extra clothes, put them in a locker, change very quickly as soon as you get out. And uh, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is if you're going to ride during the winter time, because it still does get a little bit chilly here and there early in the morning, later on at night, it can get cold when you get off. And I was actually there a few years ago. We got off the attraction. We got hit with the waterfall and they actually had uh, heaters at the end of the attraction so you can kind of dry off a little bit because it was that cold. Although it, it was a very expensive trip because I ended up having to buy new clothes because it was early in the day and um, no one wanted to walk around wet all day. So... And notwithstanding the fact that you can get, again, not wet, but soaked, uh, Cali River Rapids, actually a really good attraction, incredible story, amazing queue. And even if you don't want to ride the ride, Tim, I, I'm, well, you better agree with me, that the uh, there's some great details in the queue alone. Yeah, that, that may end up in a, another top 10 down the road. <laughs> Oh, of another variety. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Actually, I will, I will tell you, last time I was there, I went through Cali River Rapids expressly to go through the queue and look at it. I actually didn't get on because it was a little chilly. But um, if, you do, if you do that and it's not crowded and you go through the queue line, that's, it is an attraction unto itself. But again, another story for another time. Absolutely. So we'll get to. move on to your, uh, to your next on your list. Well, in the interest of, of me being evil and mean... I might as well get this next one out of the way because I'm going to hear about it later on. Um, heading over to Adventureland, and Lou probably knows where I'm heading with this. Um, now, a lot of you may know what I'm talking about, but for those who don't, and if you are with a companion who, who you are friends with and you trust, tell them one of the most wonderful things to get at Walt Disney World is a photographic souvenir of yourself in Adventureland. And the perfect spot is right in front of the golden camel at the magic carpets of Aladdin. Position them just right. Get your picture out. Get your camera out. One, two, three. And then you get that spit from the camel right on the head. It's really water for those who are curious. But um, lots of hilarity. Huh? Yeah, hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. Now, hold on. There's more to this story. It gets better. (laughs) I just so, wonder what happened to you as a child. Um, I think I think somebody pulled this on me as a child is what happened. But um, no, but once the hilarity is over, the laughs ensue, and, you, and your friend will be. You know, it's hot outside, so they'll appreciate what happened. Um, you hit them with a no, 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 no. Just kidding. I'm sorry about that. Really, what I meant for you is to stand over here in front of the tiki statues. Oops, and then it happens again. So. Uh, a little evil? It's not evil. That's just playful fun. So, you know, right? it, well, right? it was evil because right? you, you mentioned something that I had on, on my list, which was <laughs> that which were 
the tiki statues over by the jungle cruise but yeah i'm, I'm now I'm, let's let's turn it around to don't put your front out just just go there and stand in front of them and get splashed and try and duck out of the jets the way the jets of water and have fun because it is fun if you go there you'll see kids play in there and, and it, it it's very fun to dodge the the jets of water and and have a good time and top pull a prank 10, on your unsuspecting top front 10 childhood traumas that I didn't Tim say Foster. a child. I said your your friend who you do a, a podcast show with. That they won't they won't know what's going on. All right, and I can't believe you fell for that last time we were there. Well, let's just move on past um, the spitting camels and the, and the tiki's, which I love. I love the tiki's, by the way. Um, that was actually on my list as sort of an aside. But um, again, I'm going to um, I'm going to state the obvious because I have to because you're stealing all the other ones. And oh, no. one of my favorite places to get wet um, is Stormalong Bay. And, and to that, I add an asterisk and say any resort pool. And I think if you go, especially if you go with kids during the summer, it's in your best interest to, in the middle of the day, take a break and go back to the pool or take a day. And if you are fortunate enough to stay at the yacht or the beach club, Stormalong Bay is by far, we've said it in the magazine, I've said it in the show, far and away the best pool on property if you can call it a pool because it really is in my estimation it's a mini water park it's three acres it's 750,000 gallons there's the pirate shipwreck there's the sand bottom pool there's all kinds of good stuff there's the big water slide um, there's Hurricane Hannah's <clears throat> beaches and cream is right there Storm along <laughs> Bay is right up there with being, you know, in the class of water park as far as I'm concerned. And if you're staying there, you can walk from Epcot, jump in the pool for an hour or two, walk right back to Epcot or the studios. So convenience-wise, too, it also helps the ranking. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with more of that. Out of the pools, that's far and away the king of the pools. I will take us over to another pool, though, um, and it's the Wilderness Lodge pool. But I'm there not for the pool, but for the geyser. And again, this is along the lines of the World Fellowship Fountain kind of thing. Um, if you go check out the geyser while it erupts, um, you, you'd probably be treated to a nice, cool mist of water, which again, very refreshing on a hot day. Uh, and the cool thing there while you're there, check out the hidden Mickey in the, in the rocks in the pool um, underneath. And uh, it's just, a, even besides the getting wet part, just a very cool thing to just watch and see as it happens. Honorable, honorable mention for the pools, Disney's yes. Coronado Spring Resort. The, uh, they got the Mayan Pyramid. They got a big five-story waterfall there. Yeah. You wouldn't think so. Everybody talks about being a convention hotel. Like the pool mm -hmm. there. Big fan of the pool. Now, I will say my daughter's favorite slide is the Wilderness Lodge slide. Not so. the Keister Coaster? Not the Keister Coaster. I just, think, I just like saying Keister Coaster. <laughs> Although the clown scares me just a little bit. But yeah, again, you know, well, that's going to my childhood as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> Everybody I know looks at that, and they they kind of it must be a clown thing. It's a clown, and if you've seen if you've seen the uh, the the cinematic version of it from Stephen King, you know exactly oh, no. what I'm talking about <laughs> because that that's that's it. So, um, all right, was that yours? Was that was the um, uh, was the geyser yours? Yeah. How many more do you have on your list? Because the ten become well, I have I have three more on my list of you know five of which I've already said four. Fine. Well, I, I will. Um, one, one's kind of cheating, though. I'm sneaking in the middle because it's a not really one, but it's a funny story. So. 
I'm going to mention another one, overstating the obvious, um, but obviously it needs to be um, on the list, and it, it's both of these deserve their own separate segment because that's how good they are, but it's the water parks. Um, both Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach are amazing, amazing water parks, accessible by Disney Transportation. You can make a full day there. Um, now, Tim, have you ever been to any of the water parks? And River Country counts. Have you ever been to River Country? Actually, I will tell yes, and and I will tell you that River Country was my favorite. Um, I, I actually say that because it was my daughter's favorite. We, I remember there was one trip we went there every day. Um, I think we just liked it because it was more laid back, a little more less crowded and hectic than the other ones. But um, but they are wonderful. Now I'm a lazy river kind of guy. I'm not a summit plummet kind of guy, but I could picture you on summit plummet, but. I, you know what? I, I actually um, I need to go back to the water parks. I definitely need to go back to the water parks. I, I've been to River Country many times. Uh, I've been to Blizzard Beach, but it's been a long. You know what we got to do? How about this? Maybe we should have yeah. like a meet at the water park one day, like a WDW Radio Day at Blizzard Beach. Maybe rent out one of those cool cabanas. They actually just they just start a new thing. Like as of June first, they've got these little premium cabana like spaces that you get like an attendant and lockers and tables and mugs and coolers and stuff like that um really cool uh, do you have a preference Bl- blizzard beach typhoon lagoon um how about typhoon lagoon you have no idea you're just throwing one out there don't you no i said i've been at blizzard beach more than i've been at typhoon lagoon so i think blizzard okay. beach has great theming with the ice skater it uh, it's a wonderful backstory yeah, and you know what's I, nice I, too I, you, the backstory. you can make the full day and night there you go to blizzard beach during the day you come out, you go right to Winter Summerland Mini Golf when you're done. Uh, hey, we can finish up there, too. Oh. And, and you're going down, by the way. So. That's my <laughs> Do I hear a challenge? Yeah. Do I hear Absolutely. a mini golf challenge? Absolutely. Now, uh, I will. T- a, a, a water park meet is fine. I will warn you about my flippers and Donald Duck inner tube. <laughs> I, hope that, I hope you don't mind, but... Priceless photos, priceless photos for the back cover of Celebrations magazine is what I'm thinking. <laughs> there the Tim you go. Foster calendar for 2010. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, that was your. Well, let's see. I I might pull a loo and sneak in. One, two, three, four. Now, I have quick, one. Before you go, yeah. we sort of glossed over the details of the water parks because yes. I, I don't want the segment to be nine hours long because there is so much to talk about them, and I promise I will definitely do a segment on each of those, either together or individually. Yeah, I, I think my next one... Here, I'm going to throw out a... Uh, let's say I have one, two, three... Well, four. This is a four and one, and you're going to think this is kind of fun, but believe me. Uh, Grand yeah, Fiesta, go with me on this one. Grand Fiesta Tour. Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a small world. Maelstrom. Just so you what know, did they, I, I what? wish this was a visual because my head, well, is, I, in, my head is in my hand. And, oh, and, did I steal one from you? No, because I'm, I'm oh. just fearful of how you're going to explain this one away. No, this is, a, this is cute. This is good. Now, uh, again, what do they have in common? All water rides. What else do they have in common? You don't Tim really being mean wet. to children, probably. No, there's no children involved. My lovely wife is involved, but you'll see where this is going, but... No, the, the, the one big thing they have in common is you don't really get wet on them. Now, 
You know the segment is top ten places to get wet. Yeah, no, that's okay. why this is the funny story that's leading to my real you next. You better day. have such a payoff at the I'm end of this pulling, story. I'm pulling a loop. <laughs> no, this better it's, be like the end of the story. Better be like the end of of what's the I see dead people movie. <laughs> Six cents. <laughs> that's the kind of payoff you need. Luke, I, I am your father. I see dead people because I really am dead. Go ahead. Wait, what? He's really dead? <laughs> oh, great. Take it back. Don't need to see. Well, blows my evening. Thanks a lot. Now, the, the one thing these rides have in common is you don't really get that wet on them unless you're my wife. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but I will say pirates, you, you, you can get a little wet on them, uh, depending if you're, if you're on the outside of the boat during the drop. I've gotten splashed a couple times, and Maelstrom as well. Now, it's a small world, and Grand Fiesta Tour slash El Rio del Tiempo, you can't possibly get wet on those, right? Wrong. If there is water to be found in an attraction, it will find my wife, Lisa. I swear, she has gotten wet on It's a Small World and El Rio del Tiempo. Don't ask me how. I don't know how it happened. I've tried to get wet on those rides. I can't do it. She'll come out wet. Not so... But, but there's no drop. There's no I know. ridge. There's I no rise. I get it, but it happens. Yes, she has gotten wet on It's a Small World. So, I, the, so the payoff I, to the story is don't ride and sit next to your wife. That's it. If you're, if you're riding the rides and you're sitting next to my wife, bring your poncho. And, and you might want galoshes, too, because if the water finds her, it's surely going to find its way over to you. So... Just beware. But I will say, I have gotten wet on Pirates of the Caribbean. Not by the Misty Waterfall, which I think is a tremendous effect, but it has happened. Come on, confess, it's happened to you. You've gotten a little bit splashed on Pirates. A little bit. But I will tell you that that story was as bad as, like, Cannibal Run 2. awesome story. Well, now this takes (laughs) me to my real next one. Big Thunder Mountain Wait a minute. No, that was cheating. See, this is how Lou... This is how... You can't cheat. Now, do you have, well, if you have two more, then I, I'll let go you ahead. Go. I'm a, since you already since you already gave out Big Thunder Mountain, go ahead. Well, I only have two left anyway, so um, yeah, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh, not ordinarily something you'd think of as getting wet, um, but it's the initial climb as you climb up into the caves, and the waterfall is going over your head. Uh, you can get a little wet, and I've actually reached out and gotten my arm quite wet, which is great if it's hot. Stick your arm out, get your hand wet, put a little cold water on your face. And then as you careen around the mountains at, what's it get to, 120 miles an hour? It'll cool you off really quick. Wonderful thing. Just be aware, though, because last time I rode it, and I did that, I did hear an ominous voice say, Please keep your hands in the car at all times. It sounded suspiciously like this Mangello guy I know, but I couldn't be sure. No coincidence he was sitting two cars behind me, but that wasn't you, was it? Big Thunder Mountain, that's a, you know what? That's almost as big of a stretch as It's a Small World. But I did get wet. I'm shaking my head in, in, in <laughs> surprise and, and almost. Well, we're saving the ultimate big one for the next one. And I'm actually, where? believe it or not, I think I'm saving my real aces in the hole, the ones you're not thinking of, for my Tim, are you done? Here's my honorable mention list. Oh boy! Because I'm just mentioning the, the obviously the, the most obvious ones now, 
And well, see, I'm going for the uh, obscure, out of the way, not real wet, but somewhat wet that you wouldn't think about. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a couple of them out there for you, but I'm not putting okay. them on the main list because they're not really for everybody or something you could do every day. Okay, well, I have one more on my main list, so you got one last shot here. Or actually, two since I went first. But. Well, my last, my, my somewhat last one, because you've taken some of my others, which is fine, <laughs> is is um, is that the most simple, the most obvious, and it's anywhere. It's anywhere during the daily Disney downpour that takes oh, place <laughs> every day in the middle of summer. Because if you don't think that you're going to get that three o'clock, fifteen minutes of torrential downpour rain, you will. Uh, that is honestly, if you want to cool off, that's not a bad way. If you don't mind getting a little wet. Again, we did our top 10 things to do in the rain. You can go out, get a little special when it just starts to come down, make your way to whatever attraction or show you want to go into, cool off just a little bit. When the downpour comes, clears out a lot of the parks, uh, especially when there's when people have little kids, they make their way to the exits. People don't realize the rain's going to stop soon. You come out, you're cool, the parks are empty, you're ready to go. Now, I will say, when we were just down there, we saw some rains that... Pretty much every top ten thing we said to do in the rain, you don't want to do in this rain because yeah. it was torrential. And I've and but, I've gotten caught in that. And I've gotten caught. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got wet. And I said, "Okay, Lou, you're, you're wet. That's fine. You got to leave. You got all your equipment in your in your man purse. Make your way out and 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 leave." And here's my embarrassing, self-deprecating story of the week. Um, I'm leaving Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's pouring like sideways sheets of rain, thundering and lightning. Should not have been out there taking my own advice and I get out into the middle of the parking lot at Disney's Hollywood studios and my car is nowhere to be found because I forgot where I parked that day versus where I parked the day before. And I just stood there wet as I was soaked down through the bone and out loud by myself said, come on, cut me a break. Where is my car? There might have been an expletive <laughs> here and there. And then, because even a little key beepy thing wasn't working at that point. So, um, yeah, that that's my embarrassing story. Now, magical moment when it does rain. And I, I had this happen to me. Um, if you got that afternoon thunderstorm, don't forget, it's the afternoon. And it's an optimal time for rainbows. So make sure you look out. If it's in the afternoon and it just rained, keep an eye out. Because I... You know, I did happen to see one last time I was down there. Took a picture, so uh, and that's really an awesome sight seeing a rainbow in the most magical place on earth. How's it get any better than that? And just let me just complete my story by saying, once I did find my car and get in and totally drench my seats, I turned the ignition on. The sun came out. It there was beautiful you. <laughs> outside. I found the ponchos that were in the back of the car. So, again, just might as well complete the entire tale. So. Oh, to, to add to your tale, too, uh, since we've already, and I hope my wife isn't listening, but but since we said if she's riding on It's a Small World, don't sit next to her because you'll get wet. My flip side to that is if you are with Lou Mangiello and he says, it's not going to rain because I brought my poncho, don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> the most horrific downpour I've ever seen happened about two minutes after you said that. But what did we and do? That- but what were we able to do? You got a good meal of teppanetto out of it. Yeah, we ate. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> and for that, I am eternally grateful because that was good. All right. So and it was, and, and of course, when we left, it was, you know, sky was clear. It was fine. And walk around the park, nobody's there and have a good time. All right. My, 
the one I'm going to end up with is is the obvious one. Everybody's probably wondering when are they going to get to. Um, now, of course, we we're at Big Thunder Mountain next time. Of course, let's go right next door to the Big Brother Splash Mountain. And I think Blue might have a story to tell during the course of this one. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Splash Mountain um, to me is the ultimate place to get wet. Um, if only because you can kind of control the degree of wetness you receive, or at least you could. Right. College. I was going to say, do you think I'm going to explain a little? Is it a guarantee get wet, or is it a strategic seating? You know, how heavy is the guy in front of you get wet? Now, I used it because it used to be in the day. Um, you, you could take your pick. Don't want to get wet? I'm going to sit up front. Don't want to stay dry? Well, I'm going to sit in the back and stay dry. And you could pretty much rely on that. Now, there might be the once in a while, the odd splash, as you first start out from the from the logs plunging as you go beside them. You might get a little wet there. But by and large, you could be fine. And if it's extra magic hours and I'm deciding I'm going to loop around Splash Mountain for three times, I could do so not knowing I'm going to get overly soaked. I might get a little splash here and there. Well, no more. <laughs> because... As we found now, I, we're, we're leading to a story that I'm not sure if you want to take the reins of this story and continue on with. Well, I, you know, I'm sure if I tell the story, it'll sound less mean than if you tell the story. But we're well, no, mean is good. Go ahead. We're having a, a wonderful evening. There's five or six <laughs> of us just sort of walking around the Magic Kingdom, uh, just relaxing, enjoying the evening. It was a beautiful night, extra magic hours, and uh, Tim, in his infinite wisdom, says, "Let's get wet. Let's get wet." <laughs> As we came off Big Thunder Mountain, we said, oh, well, you know what? The line for Splash isn't all that bad, although it really was a little more deceiving than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, yes, it was, I yeah. will say. But but, um, but in the company of friends, it really didn't matter. Um, but So we get on there, and uh, Tim, trying to be strategist that he is, is deciding where he wants to sit so he doesn't get wet. And uh, invariably... I also jumped in the boat too early. I got in the wrong boat. Right. Which I got. <laughs> well, I see. I was going to leave that part of the story out that you got in with the wrong family. But, I got uh, it. Hey, we're not in that, but oops. All right. <laughs> so, Go ahead. Carry but, on. But here's the thing about Splash Mountain. It doesn't really matter where you sit. It doesn't matter how you, you leverage the weight and the size of the people around you because I, there was a giant in front of me and heavy person to decide. Because we got wet, borderline soaked, some of us, some of you, not because of any of the three dips and the five-story drop at the end, but because of another boat. And that's <laughs> there, there's the rub right there, because when you go around that little bend and one of the other boats is coming down and they shoot up the, the gushes of water, we, Tim, thank you, because we were <laughs> so... I mean, there's no word to describe the level of wetness that we all were. Bathtub over the head wet. <laughs> and I will say, because I, I knew this was sort of coming. So I thought I would strategically sit myself on the left-hand side of the boat next to a very nice but very large six-foot-seven individual. And I thought that would protect me. Well, when the water is coming pretty much straight down at you, right. <laughs> nothing helps. And And I... <laughs> And I will say, now, if you're on the right-hand side of the boat, I think you do have a much better shot of getting that. Right. Right-hand but side, I sitting in we, the front, we, is, is usually And it was funny, because I remember we saw it coming, and I was in the back, because I was trying to be the one that stayed dry, so I could laugh at all of you. 
As soon as we saw the, it was going to time out, we were going to pass that spot right as the boat was coming down. All of you simultaneously, you started miming the paddle, canoe faster, faster, <laughs> faster. And, and I will, uh, surprise, that doesn't work, you know. Um, and, and I don't know, and honest, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know what I think of that because uh, I think, you know, the splash when you, when you do go down the final drop, and getting wet on Cali River Rapids, that's what you expect. That's what the ride's about. The, the, the cheap water cannon shots and things like that just to get you wet, I don't know. I, th- I think there's something disingenuous disingen- about that. Now, let that. me ask you this. Do you think yeah. that uh, Splash Mountain for a lot of people is far and away their favorite attraction? And, and I, it is one of mine, I will right, say. Right, because what you get, I think Splash Mountain is... is a number of different attractions sort of brought together because what you get when you're inside and you're going through the different show scenes, very different than just the fun, thrilling log flume splash and get wet. Do you think the fact that there's the potential of you getting soaked at the very beginning takes away at all from the experience inside if it wasn't your intention or grandma's intention to get bathtub over the head wet? Yeah, I I hate to say it, but yeah. I mean, because there was... I mean, there was the time where you could, you could go on Splash Mountain and purposely sit in a spot as to not get so wet and then enjoy the ride. And like, like loop, if you could at extra magic hours, go on it three times in a row if you wanted to. But um, yeah, the, hey, you're, deliber- you're really going to get wet now no matter what you do. And kind of a cheap shot in my opinion. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because there's some days you might, it might be cool. It might be winter. It might be rainy out. You might not really be anxious to get wet. And, and uh, I think you're pretty much committed to getting wet to a, a varying degrees on the ride now. But You sissy Mary, you walked right into that trap. <laughs> what? It doesn't matter if you get wet or not. The ride's still awesome. No, I, come on. When it's 50 degrees outside and it's... The, oh, man wait, up, wait, cowboy. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. See, you say that and you baited me into this. Yet, ever since that happened, I have not heard the end from all of you big guys about Tim Foster got us wet on the ride and we were soaked the rest of the night. It was a nice evening and we're cold and now I'm wet. And it didn't bother night, me. I went right to Casey's and ate. No. So. <laughs> All I heard the rest of the night was, we're going to sneak over to your room and put the air down to 60 degrees. I can't believe you did that to us. See? That was just wanting to be mean big, back to you. big so. babies. Now, now, what I'll say, I, I agree with you totally that it's, you, you can take away the 50-foot drop at the end. Or what? What? However, all this, and all the splashes, and it it still would be probably one of my favorite attractions. The show scenes are spectacular, and my favorite part is the laughing place. And actually, this goes way back to the beginning of your list with the Leapfrog Fountains. And I think one of the coolest things there's there's some, I think I'm gonna wet get wet moments at Walt Disney World that are cool when you really don't get wet, and those are kind of neat too. And and. The laughing place is full of them where you have the, the water jets going in front of you overhead. And it, it sure looks like all the world, like you're going to get hit with them. But, of course, they have time so they don't hit you. Um, that's actually one of my favorite parts in in the ride when we go down there. And uh, it's funny because when you said the leapfrog fountains, it, it's, it made me think of that because it's, it's pretty much the same effect that's doing that and, oh. and kind of neat to see. All right, Tim. Splash Mountain, better during the day or better at night? Night. Why? 
Because when you get wet, it's even colder. <laughs> now I, I was man up there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a completely different experience day versus night, and and I think you should actually ride it both times. Now I like um, now again when you're inside, it doesn't obviously it doesn't matter whether it's day or night out. Um, the first thing I think of though when you say that, and the one thing I try and point out to people who are riding it is when you get to the final drop and you go over the crest. If you can manage it, if you're not screaming and have your eyes clenched and are ducked under your companion, take a look out because you will be treated to a really spectacular view of Cinderella's Castle and Space Mountain. And and I say night partly because at nighttime that view, spectacular during the day as it is, it's breathtaking at night with everything lit up. Now again, it's the briefest of glimpses before you plunge down, but it's, yeah. it's a tiny little magical moment that I, I tell people, make, make sure you take a peek out there because it is really a wonderful view and i think that's one of the things so, about splash is that there are many of those wow moments there's that wow yeah. moment when you you see the castle at night there's that wow moment when you come down there's the wow moment when you see the finale scene um and even some of the other scenes inside so i think that's what makes that's, the attraction yeah. so good now that's coupled with my contrary tip though which uh, you don't have to worry about but i do and it's if you're wearing glasses what I've found, at least works for me, is right as you go over the plunge, take your glasses off and put them under your shirt. Because if you don't, then you're going to spend, after you splash down, you're going to spend the next scene, the zippy dee doo scene, trying to wipe your glasses off with a probably a wet shirt, which doesn't work very well. And all you're going to see are big blurry white things on some other big blurry white thing, and there's some song going on. So it's... Look at the view real quick, but then take the glasses off and then put them in. And then when you splash down, you take the glasses off, put it back on. You're dry. And you can enjoy the final scene and look for that hidden Mickey on the wall. And now right, so I, with perfect eyesight, you don't have to worry about that. So Contact lenses. I'm blind as a bat. Um, Ow. Because, um, because I think we both agree that Splash is, is sort of the obvious number one on the list. Um, that's going to conclude the official top ten. However... Oh, put my feet up, Tom. Go ahead. <laughs> put your feet up, because I'm going to give you the top three or four hidden ways or overlooked ways to get wet. And again, not necessarily for everybody. That's why I didn't include them on the list. Not something you could do every day, but great experiences nonetheless, and ones that I will cover on the show in separate segments. Because if you want to get wet, and I mean really, really wet, you can actually... And I'm, I'm sure many guests know this, many guests don't know this. You can actually go scuba diving in the Living Seas Aquarium. I, I'm sorry, the Seas with Nemo and Friends Aquarium. Because you could do Dive Quest. They do it twice a day. Uh, you need to be a certified scuba diver. But you could actually go and explore this, this giant saltwater, coral-reefed, marine life-filled tank over at the Living Seas, which is just spectacular. I know some people that have done it before. They completely rave about it. Uh, if you're not scuba certified, but if you want to still experience it a little bit, if you don't have scuba certification, you can do the Epcot Seas Aqua Tour. Um, it still gives you the ability to kind of get up close and personal with uh, some of the inhabitants of the living seas. You use sort of the snuba stuff, the scuba assisted snorkeling equipment. Um, you can call 407-WDW-TOUR for each, each of those. But you can also go snorkeling, and maybe you didn't realize this, over in Typhoon Lagoon. And it's, it's included with your admission. 
Um, you can go over to the Shark Reef and go scuba dive. Maybe we need to go to Typhoon Lagoon instead of uh, Blizzard Beach. Maybe both. We'll have to hit <laughs> both of them. And That's then, what the busts are for. And finally, finally, and this is one I'm going to tip my hand a little bit. Uh, some oh. of these things I am going to be covering on the show and in, in some different ways. But there's lots of different ways to get wet on many of the different waterways in and around Walt Disney World. So you can go to the Contemporary and go to Sammy Duvall's Water Sports Center. You can do, you know, slalom water skiing. You can do kneeboarding. You can do wakeboarding. You can do parasailing. You can take some little water mice out. And if you want to get wet, you can get wet. Um, There's all different ways to do it from a lot of the different resorts. Find out what's available, especially, like I said, over at the Contemporary. Call 407-WDW-PLAY. And, um, and again, cover some of those overlooked experiences. Um, and It's a Small World is not one of those on separate segments on the show. <laughs> so, and but my, the, the, Go ahead. No, I was going to say one of my... I'm trying to think of one that I'm going to throw into your, uh, oh, by the way, list. You, your whole list was a by the way list. Oh, by the way, my wife found a way to get wet on Small World, which I'm still, I need to see it to believe it. Oh, by the way, I remember back in the day, one of my favorite things to do. You see how I did that? You find the, uh, the, uh, place selling the, the cooling misting fans that you could buy and stand there and look, look really hot and pathetic so a cast member will squirt you with one in anticipation that you're going to buy one, but. I want to go to the whole looking hot and pathetic. But, you know, there is, I have to say, when I was thinking about this, there is one problem with getting wet in the parks and, and with our top 10 things to do in the rain and, and not being able to, to dry out quickly or go home to change. And Follow me here, Tim, or anybody, oh because you know that it's hot and it's summer and... You know, there's that guy in front of you, or there's that guy really close next to you on the monorail, or, or, you know, huddling under a canopy somewhere to get out of the rain, who shall remain nameless, but we'll just call him Tim Foster. Like, he smells like wet baloney. I don't know how else to describe it, because caught in the rain the last couple of trips there, there was that guy, and that's like the one downfall of, of getting soaked at Walt Disney World. The guy that smells like wet baloney. Did I really smell like wet baloney? <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you notice that we all left? We all went to go eat while you went to go take pictures? I thought you were just bored. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the guy on the monorail, but... <laughs> but... Yeah. Yeah, just remember, you have to dry out later. So, like, this is all good for when it's hot in summer and you can dry out. Uh, again, it's... When it's... December and it's 50. Eh, yeah, Splash might, Mountain might at night in January. It. Not digging it. Not digging Can't it. Can't they turn you, that stuff up? Then, yeah, but. you do get... I mean, see, it gets cold and wet. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the day where you, you... I'd love to still see the show parts and everything, but it's just the prospect of getting that wet when it's... It's hard to be wet when there's snow falling on me. That's, um, that's when a poncho might come in handy. Bringing a poncho to Splash Mountain. I, I guess so. So... But... But yeah, there are uh, there are many different ways and many different places throughout the parks and obviously the resorts to get wet and and stay cool. Um, make sure you drink lots of water in the middle of the summer. Uh, obviously, not from the places that we mentioned, including and especially the pools. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of ways to, to get wet, and that's why I like like I said, 
going on some of these things to take a break and sort of help you recharge your batteries. And, you know, the more I think about it, Tim, I'm really liking the idea of the WDW Radio Day at a water park. All right. Bunch of us meeting up at a water park, hanging out for the day. Maybe a little mini golf afterwards. I'm in. Lou and Swimmies. I can't can't wait. Tim and a Speedo, even Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So, but again, this was not the all-inclusive list. And again, people are screaming at Tim and they're screaming at their iPods that there are ones that we missed. So I invite you to please post on the forums or call into the voicemail or, or email me, post on Facebook, whatever it might be, some of your top places to get wet and some of the ways that you enjoy getting wet when you're in Walt Disney World, preferably in the summer. But uh, Tim Foster from GuideToTheMagic.com and uh, Top Tens, thank you once again for, for getting us wet. Hey, it's my pleasure, <laughs> as always. That's all the time we have this week. Thank you for tuning in once again. Thanks also to my guests, Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. For a free no-obligation quote, you can go visit Becky and her team over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, Tim, Australian for beers mate, Foster, you can check out his book and his website over at guidetothemagic.com. Don't forget, you still have one more week until Saturday, July 5th at 11.59 p.m. to enter last week's Where in the World audio contest. I played five random sound clips from Walt Disney World, asked you to identify them in order, Send me an email to lou at wdwradio.com with your name, address, and shirt size for a chance to win a WDW Radio logo t-shirt. Speaking of emails, if you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, or if you want to be heard on the air, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com or call the voicemail at 888-703-2171. I posted a new video this week. That's with Disney miniature artist Robert Olszewski. There's more to come. Definitely stay tuned to the site, to iTunes, and YouTube as well. I'm also in the process of finalizing the details for the upcoming Meets of the Month. It does look like July's is going to be Saturday, July 11th. I don't exactly have the time and location yet. Stay tuned to the website, the forums, Twitter, and Facebook for all the details coming in the next few days. August again, likely going to be near the end of the month. September will likely be Saturday the 26th, and October's will be probably either Saturday the 24th or Sunday the 25th. Again, Twitter, Facebook, and the forums, best way to get all of the updates. Again, if you want to follow me on Twitter, head on over to twitter.com, sign up for a free account. You can follow my updates at twitter.com slash Over on Facebook, you can join Facebook, friend me up there, also join the WDW Radio Show fan page as well. Links to all these right on the homepage of WDWRadio.com. And of course, don't forget to come and join the forums over at WDWRadio.com. They're fun. They're free. Very, very welcoming. More than 32,000 registered members there talking about all things Disney and a great place to comment on anything you hear or want to discuss about the show. Look for a new WDW Radio Live coming soon. I promise. I know it's been a long time. Definitely going to have one in the next few weeks. Don't forget... To find out more, to subscribe, or to get back issues of Celebrations Magazine, head on over and visit celebrationspress.com. Thanks, as always. Remember, guys, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word 
let others know about it. Review us on iTunes. Also, if you have and you like the audio guides to Walt Disney World, they are in iTunes now. Would be really helpful if you like the guides to go over, rate them, and review them. You'll find a link to that in this week's show notes. Also, while you're on the WDW Radio website, be sure and check out some of the latest articles, as well as some of my recent blog posts, doing a few new things like random images from Walt Disney World, posting some old images, photos, maps, and I'm also doing simple sounds from Walt Disney World, playing small little sound clips from attractions, from shows, from parades, just to give you a little more connection back to the magic of Walt Disney World. Again, you can find all those right on the homepage of WDWRadio.com. And of course, as always, thank you so very much for taking the time out of your day and out of your week to listen to the show, to check out the videos. I really, really do appreciate it. So I hope you guys have a great week this week. Do something fun for yourself. Do something good for somebody else. And remember to always, always keep moving forward. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou, it's Mary Jo Collins from Lenore City, Tennessee. I was just calling about last week's show and the Empress Lily, and I wanted to say that it was very interesting history about something at Walt Disney World that I was completely unfamiliar with, so thank you for that. But what I found most amusing was Jim Corcus' comments that at everything, at Disney, everything is written in jello. I found that statement very ironic, especially since everything that Mongello writes is Disney. Yep, that was pretty corny. Lou, I just wanted to call and tell you that I really, really love the show. You're just like a Disney legend to me. And I hope you had a very fantastic Father's Day. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Amy Pease. Um, I met you at the first Star Wars weekend um, at the uh, ABC commissary in the wonderful pouring rain. I I hope you remember. Um, My dog, you say hello. Your um, uh, Main Street USA CD is just beyond words. Um, I can sit here and listen to this and actually see everything that you're talking about. So I can actually be home here and see it. It's amazing. I thank you so much for this. You must, must, must continue with the rest of the land and go throughout the rest of the world. Um, You know how to find me if you need me. And thank you again for everything that you do. Bye. Hey, Lou, it's Justin Michoni, Disney Park CMO, just calling in to say hello. I hope you're having a great summer. Love the updates. As always, big fan of the show. Um, really digging the, uh, the videos that you've been putting out lately. Um, so kudos to you, man. Great work. Keep up the awesome work, and I can't wait to catch up with you again soon. Hey, Lou, it's Mike. How's it going? You know, my girlfriend Lauren is a huge fan of yours. She listens to this podcast all the time. And uh, she doesn't know that I'm calling right now, and I got a surprise for her. You see, a few weeks ago, she actually was one of the winners of your ticket giveaway for Disney's Little Mermaid on Broadway. And unfortunately, we couldn't make it. We had a family emergency at the last minute, and obviously she was really upset and disappointed. But uh, I wanted her to know not to worry, because our one-year anniversary is coming up, and I got us two more tickets to go see it that Friday night. So you're welcome. Anyway, Lou, thanks for all that you do. Hi, Lou. This is Courtney. I'm calling you from Hollywood Boulevard uh, at Hollywood Studios. We just got off the Tower of Terror, and it was awesome. And we had Mama Melrose's for lunch, and we had a great time. This is our first day of our summer Florida vacation, so I was just thinking about you. 
and just wanted to give you a call. I'm so excited to be at Disney. Um, thanks for everything you do. Love you. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Kelly calling from Louisiana. I'd first like to wish you a happy Father's Day. It's like 1 in the morning here, and I'm staying up late listening to your podcast. I just finished listening to last week's show, number 123, and I realized that my last day in the Disney parks will be Space Mountain's opening day after its refurbishment. So I'm super, super, super excited about that. (laughs) Hopefully you'll be there, too, and we can meet up. Anyway, I hope you have a great day, and I look forward to what you have in store for future shows. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Jesse from St. Louis. Uh, I've been a long-time listener. We're here in line for uh, the Toy Story Mania, and we got to see Luxo Jr. come out and dance for a little while. I'm here with my family, and uh, we were hoping to see you on one of your research trips. Anyway, uh, be safe and keep moving forward. Hi. Hi, Lou. My name's Andre. Um I'd like to just congratulate you on the success of the show. Hope you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Um, thanks. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Gary from Columbus, Ohio, calling. Just wanted to tell you thanks so much for the tip. My wife and I just enjoyed our anniversary, 12th anniversary dinner at the Yachtsman Steakhouse and then came over for the uh, to Beaches and Cream, where I just completed a No Way Jose, and I'm very grateful resulting insulin shock. Uh, somebody went, Somebody here just got a kitchen and it's quite a show. They both time and just want to... Hey, Lou, it's Josh. I'm calling, and everyone, get up from watching Happy Day reruns because it is time for some more WDW visitor tips. Um, For this week, I'm going to give you two tips. I'm going to give you, um, oh, man, I can't think. Oh, here. I'm going to give you two tips. Um, Tip number 86. Um, As you all know, there is a show, um, May 2008, that Lou did, all about the new Toy Story Midway Mania ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, for anyone that's going to uh, Hollywood Studio, Disney's Hollywood Studios anytime soon, you're going to want to get a Fast Pass early in the morning, like right when you get into the park. If they open the gates, don't get sidetracked, don't stop or anything, just go get a Fast Pass. And then once you're done with getting a Fast Pass, um, because they do usually sell out in the first hour, hour or so, um, head on over to uh, Walt Disney One Man's Dream. It's a very good attraction. Opened in 2001 in honor of Walt Disney's 100th birthday, and um, there is so many uh, different things in there. Many uh, Walt Disney's office, many uh, rare signatures, uh, concept art, Disney Park models. Like I know there's the Jungle Cruise and Peter Pan's Flight. Um, and tip number 71. Uh, stay at a Disney value resort. If you want to indulge yourself, you can stay at a deluxe. If you kind of want an upgrade from a value, stay at a moderate or something. But if you want to stay at a value, there's the all-star sports, movies, and music, and then there's the new Pop Century Resort. It, uh, I've stayed at all-star movies both times because they're the cheapest, starting at $82 a night. And um, you get a pool, food court, gift shop, arcade, 
um, for the kids and everything. It's really cool. So, everyone, uh, I hope these tips help you. I will continue to do them, and I leave you with this.